What's up, everybody? This is Ethan. And this is Christian. And this is the Breezy Bird Podcast. So last year, me and Christian finally made the podcast that we have always wanted to make. In 2023, we have big things in store for the podcast. And one of those things that we have in store is this episode right here, an interview with Field of Screams. Now, you might be thinking, Field of Screams, shouldn't that just be released on Halloween? But let me tell you, Halloween and, you know, the spooky season, you can have spine-chilling conversations and topics all year long. So that's what we're doing early in the year, and we hope you guys enjoy the show. Welcome to the Breezy Bird Podcast, the best podcast in the Valley. Christian. Ethan. We have very special guests today. We do. This is crazy. This this is one of the craziest things that we've ever done on this podcast. Absolutely. And we had this idea to have Field of Screams on the podcast, and we ended up shooting them an email to see if they would be interested, and we are very, very thankful that they are. So I would like to introduce Jim and Kylie, both from Field of Screams. Guys, how are you guys doing today? Great. Fabulous. Thanks for having us. Excited to be on. Yeah, we're very, very thankful that you guys very are on. excited to get into this conversation. Absolutely. So first, for the people who don't really know what Field of Screams is, could you guys just go over what Field of Screams is and, you know, talk about your roles that you guys have in the company? Okay, <laughs> I guess I'll start. So um, I'm Jim Shove, and I am the owner of Field of Screams. So that's my role. Um, I own Field of Screams with my brother, Gene, we started it 30 years ago, um, back in 1993, here on our family farm in Mountville, Pennsylvania, which is in Lancaster County. So um, in a nutshell, very briefly, I could, you know, talk about this for the full show, but just uh, <laughs> very briefly, uh, Field of Screams started as just a haunted hayride back in 1993 before really any of this stuff existed, um, other than like Disney's Haunted Mansion and a few other places. Um, Started in 1993 as just a haunted hayride and now has grown into a massive um, haunted theme park uh, encompassing four haunted attractions, our haunted hayride, our den of darkness haunted uh, barn, which is like a traditional kind of mansion, haunted mansion style, uh, our Frightmare Asylum haunted, ha uh, haunted hospital, which is housed in another barn on the property, and uh, the Nocturnal Wasteland haunted trail. There are four haunted experiences. Then we have um games and entertainment and we have five minute escape rooms we have uh, bands playing every night uh so on and so forth we're open in the off season for um some off season events and that sort of thing so um that's field screams in a nutshell <laughs> and i will pass it the torch to kylie here who has been on our team for a number of years yes uh i'm kylie so I am head director or whatever you want to call it of the FX building, which is the building that we're in. So I'm in charge of makeup and costuming and stuff like that. <clears throat> That's awesome. And I know you guys talked about the different attractions that you guys have. And, you know, I've been going to feel the screams for the last couple of years. And Christian actually went for the first time. First time this past year. This past year. <laughs> yep. And terrifying. <laughs> terrifying. Good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know that's probably your guys' goal, but yeah, we love it. I've, I've gone for the past couple of years and I've loved it every single time I've went. And, you know, you mentioned all the different attractions and not many other, you know, haunted trails out there have the opportunity to have those different attractions, but you don't have to do it all in one go. You can do one attraction and then take a little break and then do another attraction and then take a little break. So what do you guys think is the benefit of doing that as opposed to just one three hour experience 
as opposed to what you guys have, which is, you know, a 30 minute experience, take a little break, a 30 minute experience, take a little break. So what's the benefit to that? Do you guys think? Um, I'll answer that. I mean, you know, being able to take a break in between attractions is really ideal for the customer um, from a business standpoint, um, manage, management wise and throughput wise, it would be best to force everyone into one attraction, right into the next, into the next, into the next and out. Um, but from a customer experience standpoint, it's really the best because people get to choose, uh, you know, first of all, they can choose whether they do all four attractions, just one, you know, or any uh, combination of the four. Uh, so it really gives the customer the ultimate control. So, and, you know, some people just, they love to end with the hayride. It's like their tradition um, or whatever it is. Some of, some of them love to start with the hayride. Uh, they ever, everyone has their own little, uh, you know, ideal experiences. And uh, the, the ability to pick and choose, take a break, grab something to eat, it just creates uh, you know, a better atmosphere the entire evening for the guests. Uh, they, they can they can grab food when they want to. They can use the bathroom when they want to. They're not forced into any sort of, uh, you, you know, um, scheme with with doing the attraction. So, um, you know, that's how we've always done it. And as we've added attractions, we've allowed that ability, uh, you know, for the customer to, to choose. That's awesome. That's awesome. So a big question. no, actually, um, I was going to say, because before I became an actor at Field of Screams. I was obviously a customer. Um, and I, <laughs> at the time, I was a lot younger and I was mortified of the Den of Darkness. So I was so glad that I didn't have to do all four <laughs> at the time. Uh, I could only choose three if I wanted to. So I think it's definitely really nice to be able to do that. That's awesome. I think a big question that I have is, so how do you guys like recruit your actors? Is there like a process that they have to go to before they can scare with you guys? Um, we, especially this year, we've done a lot of um, like fairs and stuff like that. We have this huge um, mobile haunted house. Uh, you can't go in it or anything. It's mainly just for promotional services, but um, we post it up there at the fair and we have parades and stuff like that, that we, you know, hand out stuff. And a lot of people will just be like, all right, sounds good. Sign me up. So then we sign them up on a um, an iPad. They make a profile, and then we get them all situated and all the stuff that they need. Yeah, and once, once people join, uh, you know, and the other way people get involved is they have friends that are here, and and you know their friends are talking about it. Like you should try it out, and then they they bring they bring their other friends along. They try it for a night or two. They get hooked, and they just fall in love with scaring people. And then once once people decide to be a part of our team, we do a lot of training, um, you know, from that point. We hold uh, first the first thing we hold in the end of August or mid-August towards the end of August is our um, staff picnic. So we do a picnic here on the uh, property. Uh, we do tours of the attractions. Everyone gets to see all the new additions. Uh, people that are new get to get, uh, you know, like a private tour and they get to see where they think they would fit in best. Um, and then we move into like a scare school that we have. Um, and that includes not just new actors, but veteran actors. It includes everyone. And we go over how to become a Field of Screams monster, what it takes, what our expectations are, um, you know, what to expect from, you know, being an actor. 
um, you know, the rigors and, and, you know, the, the pros and the cons and the ups and the downs and everything like that. Um, and then we go the following week, we go into an individualized training where, uh, you know, people choose like, you know, I really think I would, you know, I love the den of darkness. That's where I want to act. So, um, if you know where you think your home's going to be, then we will do individualized trainings in that building and then even break it down further into specific rooms. Um, you know, I want to be the mortician, you know, like I, that room just, I, it's, it's like screaming my name. So, you know, we'll do, you know, all, everything that it takes to be the mortician where, um, you know, where's your emergency exit? Where's the fire extinguisher? What's kit lines do I say? What's my costume look like? Um, what can I expect? Where do I hide? What are some good skit lines? Um, and then, you know, even uh, the, the, the next step, the final step really is costume fitting. So then we'll have costume fitting days. So you get assigned a costume that fits you because some morticians may be, you know, six foot five, 400 pounds, and some may be five foot two, 150 pounds. So, you know, that's why we have all those, you know, costumes that we showed you guys before the podcast, um, you know, hanging up here. We, we need costumes for, for every uh, size person in each room. Um, and, you know, and then there's, you know, beyond that, there's individual trainings throughout the year, throughout the season. People change rooms. They change attractions. Um, so then there's more training that goes on. So there's a lot of training. There's a lot that goes into being, a, being a, an actor. Um, but, you know, as Kylie can attest, it's 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 very rewarding when you uh get to scare people kylie still loves to to scare she's an amazing actor you've, <laughs> you've seen her probably but you don't recognize her right now but yeah probably not, <laughs> probably not. Definitely. i can put her in any role and she will just own it and uh completely dominate so she's she's impressive <laughs> that's awesome and so i during that whole recruitment process i just had a question regarding how that recruitment works so when you are looking to design and end up getting a bunch of actors for, you know, the holiday season and that kind of stuff, do you recruit a bunch of people first and then figure out like what roles they're going to go into? Or do you go into the recruiting process looking for, okay, we're going to need three clowns, you know, and th this time of month, we're going to need, you know, two morticians, three zombies, or do you do that the reverse way? Do you just get a bunch of people and then figure, okay, yeah, they want to be a zombie. So let's put them in that. So like, how does that work? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and in 30 years, I've never been asked that question, but that's, that's a really uh, a cool question. So um, <laughs> it, it is the opposite. It, we, we recruit anyone and everyone, and then we figure out the roles later. So, um, you know, because th there's a lot of reasons, um, you know, one reason being that, um, you know, we can have three clouds, we can have eight clowns out in the hayride there's there's plenty of room for as many clowns as 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 want to be clowns um the flip flip side of that is we can't have all clowns and then you know no uh guillotine operator or whatever you know like, right. so um <laughs> no executioner i should say uh so um and, and the other reason is we don't want to necessarily turn anyone away because if you want to participate at field of screams and you want to be a part of the the crew um we we understand we know that it's it's just you're going to have an amazing time and we're going to make it fit we're going to find a role for you um and that's one of the things that i didn't mention at the picnic um that happens is you fill out a form and as you go on your tour if you're new or if you're a veteran you fill out a piece of paper that says um these are my three ideal roles in this order like if i could pick anything i want to do number one is this number two 
and number three. And then we try as hard as we can, and it works probably 90, 95% of the time to get you in that number one spot. Because, you know, our philosophy is that for the most part, we can train anyone to do any role through our process. Um, and the second part of that is that if you're acting where you want to be, you're going to, you're going to enjoy it. You're going to want to come back and you're going to do the best job in the end. You know, you're not doing a, you're not, you're not performing a role where you're like, this sucks. Like, you know, I, I hate it. I can't scare anybody. I don't like being this character, you know, so it doesn't really serve them well. It doesn't serve us well. Uh, so it's kind of like the marriage of all of that. And so that's, that's how we recruit. We, we never stop recruiting. Um, you know, as many people that want to be involved um, can be involved even throughout the season. A common mis uh, misconception is that the season has already started. I've missed the trainings. You know, we're already, you know, beginning of October. I wish I would have known about this earlier. And But you can still become a part of our cast and crew at any time throughout the year. We hold trainings all year long. There's new people that get involved, you know, mid-season, you know, and they, they – they just jump right, right in. We get them trained up. They hit the ground running, and and they're having a great time. That's awesome. So now I wanted to switch over a little bit, focusing on the FX department a little bit. So um, this question's for Kylie. So first of all, how did you start off, and how did you, you know, I, I just wanted to know your background a little bit and how you ended up finding yourself making monsters because I feel like yeah. that's a very interesting profession, and I feel like. You know, I really want to know that background and how you ended up getting to this position. I'll start because one day there was a basket outside our effects <laughs> door. There's a little baby in it. It was Kyle. <laughs> um, so I actually, um, I came with a few of my friends. They were already actors here many, many moons ago. I don't know, 2013, 2014, something like that. And, um, and they decided to invite me. They're like, I think you'd really love it. I think you'd have a really good time. And I was like, I don't know, I'm shy. I have stage fright and I'm like talking in front of people. I don't, I don't think it's good for me. And they're like, just try it. And so I did. And um, I literally never left. Like, I think I've only missed a handful of days. Um, I just didn't stop coming. Um, so I started as an actor and then roughly around 2016, 2017 is when I got into makeup. That's when I started um, just doing basic special effects makeup. Um, and then uh, fairly recently, uh, 2019, I believe, is when I became head or director of the um, entire department. That's awesome. So do you have like a team of people that work like under you? Oh, yes. I would not be able to do it without them. Yeah. yeah. And another question I have is like, so for like one given actor, like how long does it take for you to do their makeup? Um, it kind of roughly depends on what their spot is and their role. So if they have more of a main role, so like the mortician, um, the max amount of time would be roughly 20 to 25 minutes for a face. And then if they have more of like a minor role, um, there would be 10 to 15. Mm. Is there one actor that's like kind of harder to transform than the other? So like, is a zombie harder to do than a clown? Stuff like that. Um, 
In my opinion, it is based on each individual artist's um, skill set. So, like personally, I don't enjoy doing skulls. I've never been super good at it. Um, it, it it's all stuff that takes practice. Um, but then I have other artists that enjoy it. They excel at it. So that's the stuff that they mainly do. She's humble. She's she's pretty good. At it. <laughs> yeah. So I know this is just off topic, but I know you guys were mentioning you guys have a lot of other things going on throughout the year. It's it's an all year round type of thing. It's not just for um, Halloween. So is it always like like um like scare like you guys all scare all year round? So like for Christmas, am I gonna go there and I'm like and I'm gonna be chased by Santa Claus? <laughs> yes, uh, definitely. Yes, yes, okay. you will be. Yeah, it's uh. It's always scary. It's never. Uh, it's never friendly. We're not. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you know, a few years ago, I guess it's been maybe three years, going on four years. About um, it was actually basically when COVID started. Was when we started doing our off-season events, which was a little crazy because uh, you know it was bad timing there. But um, but yeah, so you know, since about 2019 was when we first started doing our off-season events but yeah christmas is you know it's creepy christmas it's 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 the uh you know the the creepy drunk santa dirty santa you know it's the demented elves um you know then we then we lead into valentine's day um you know and and that's you know 100 scary um saint patty's day with the leprechauns and the trolls they're all um you know uh sinister and and they're out to scare you and then halfway to Halloween, that's more of a just, you know, back to the Halloween theme. Yeah. Um, and but, yeah, it's always scary year round. All the events that we do, um, the off season events are just one day events and they are just the two haunted houses. So the Hayride's not open. Um, you know, there's there's no cornfield and, you know, it's just not logistically feasible. Uh, the, the woods is not open as well. Um, just to other you know logistical reasons too so the houses get rethemed um they get redecorated and the characters get uh rethemed and the skit lines change and that sort of thing so it's just a fun break from the norm it's fun for the customers um you know it's fun for the diehard customers that are always here they get to see something new um and it's fun for the actors too because they get to uh be a little bit different character and some different skit lines and it's just uh, it's it's fun to mix it up, and you know, like for our staff, like Halloween's like Christmas, you know, like the, <laughs> yeah. you know, they're counting down the days till you know September eighth, which is opening day. You know, they're like, you know, they they have the calendar with like the tick marks, and <laughs> uh, so this gives them an opportunity to kind of like get their like fix in between the um in between the uh, in the off season, and yeah. you know, just uh, just be able to scare people because it's addicting. Yeah, and you said that there's an event going on in Val on Valentine's Day, which is you know not too far away. So, can you tell our listeners a little bit what's going on during Valentine's Day? Like, what exactly is that event sort of being like? Um, yeah, I'll start a little bit, and then Kylie can expand on the uh, costuming. But yeah, we always uh, we hit the Saturday that's around the holiday. So for us this year, it's uh, February 11th, um, which is the Saturday because that's the day that most people can make it out. Um, you know, like I mentioned, it is just the, the two indoor attractions, uh, the Den of Darkness and the Frightmare Asylum. And we're open from six to nine, uh, you know, and, and 
some people think like, oh, they're only open one day. It's going to be super packed. Like we don't want to go, but it's not really a super packed evening. It's a, it's a nice crowd. It's not too big. It's not too small. Um, and it's like, we found Valentine's day is the most popular all season event. Um, you know, people are just looking for a different option than the standard, like let's go to dinner and what are we going to do? Like, you know, no, there's no restaurants we can get any reservations at like, you know, so, you know, it's been, a that's been probably the most fun or the most, I'd say the, the, the most well attended. Yeah. Um, for me, I think Christmas is one of the cooler all season events we do because it's the decorations are just like off the hook. They're like, it's, it's, it's awesome. Um, so, and then St. Patty's day is, is the decorations are cool for that too. But, uh, Valentine's day is just coming up right around the corner. So, you know, Kylie does a lot with the, the decor and the uh, characters and the costumes. So yeah. she can expand on, you know, how we change that. Yeah. So he did say like Christmas is crazy because of the decor and stuff like that. I have found doing the decorations over the years. It is a little harder to decorate for Valentine's Day, but I found a way to make it work. I do a lot of lights. I do a lot of pink and red themed everything, hearts everywhere. I made, um, you know, those like conversation hearts. I made yeah. those out of foam uh, to go around the entertainment area. They have like funny little sayings. Some of them are normal. Some of them you just kind of have to like think a little bit of like, is that spooky? Is that creepy? What, did, what, did, what does that mean? Um, and then for- Kill me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, for makeup, I like to um, hold a little meeting for any off-season event for my artists because um, we work on different looks, kind of theming towards what the uh, what the theme is. So for Christmas, we did a lot of frostbite looks. For Valentine's Day, we're going to do a lot of, you know, pink and red subtly putting it in makeup and doing like heart cuts and stuff like that. And same thing for St. Patty's Day. And all the costumes get completely redone. I do a lot of, um, I do uh, pink and red shirts for Valentine's Day. Oh yeah, I see it. And then a bunch of them get like the cute holiday headbands. And then like this spooky leprechaun man uh, is, you know, obviously who we have for St. Patty's Day. Wow. And I think that's crazy too, because you're able to put the scare into any sort of holiday, which which makes Field of Screams so cool. So I want to just sort of shift the conversation into what really makes like the perfect scare in general. So, you know, when you end up going to go scare someone, what are you looking for? Like, what is your initial reaction that you're looking to see? Are you looking for tears? Are you looking for hugging your parents? Like, what are you looking for to know, okay, yeah, we were successful? Well, it kind of depends on you know, your customer. It also depends on what kind of scare you're doing. If you're doing a gross out scare or a startle scare or something like that. Um, so it really depends. I mean, my personal is just like fear, just pure fear is my favorite reaction, no matter what I'm doing. Yeah. And like, like Kylie mentioned, everyone, you know, everyone scares differently. So, you know, we have different types of scares. It's, it's, uh, you know, and our goal, our goal is to be able to scare that middle-aged male. That's like the most, <laughs> you know, you know, hardest, you know, like the hardest, you know, victim, so, so to speak. Um, you know, anyone can scare a little kid and, you know, we go over that with our, with our actors and, you know, it's, it's one thing to be able to scare a small child that's going through and yeah, you should be able to scare them, but, you know, to scare that middle-aged male, that, you know, that should be your goal. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's, yeah, there's different scares. So, 
So some people are just like terrified by like real gross and grotesque things. And, you know, some people you need to rely on the startle scare and the element of surprise and um, the distraction of, of seeing something over here on this side of the room. And then the actor pops out from the other side and, and, you know, makes a loud noise and, you know, that gets, that gets that, that jump. Um, you know, some people are just freaked out by the reality of a scare of the, or of a character just like, you know, encroaching on them and just, you know, saying skit lines that are just like unnerving. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's like an art, you know, and, and, and the actors learn how to read the customers coming through and what, what it's going to take to scare, you know, different people, like a good actor, a good, and a good actor can really use anything to scare anybody, you know, like we've seen it throughout the years where it's like, you know, people are like, I just can't get any scares in this room. And, um, you, you know, this, this, this prop isn't working and, and we'll give, we'll give like the best actor on the property, a, a feather duster. And then they'll go in that room and people will be on the floor peeing their pants because, you know, like, it's just, a lot of it is, um, you know, the ability of that actor to, to really, you know, own that role and, and create that fear. That's awesome. Do you guys have any scares that you guys have done personally that just like stick in your head? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I love just mixing up my scares. Mm. Um, I said before that I was mortified as a customer to go into the den of darkness, which is funny because now that is where I primarily act. Um, so this past year I did a lot of just going through the building and just acting anywhere that I could, um, with a lot of the other actors that were in there, um, which is one of the props that I had was a feather duster. So my favorite thing to do was to be in the ballroom. And so it's a, it's a mannequin type scare. So we have a lot of other mannequins posted up and you just stand there and I would hide my feather duster behind me and I would wait for you know, the group to kind of mosey on through. And then all you have to do is just like tickle them and, you know, go back to your resting position. They have no idea where it came from. They're mortified because they're like, is my, did my friend touch me? Where did that come from? And then you like reveal yourself and get a double scare on like the same person or the person behind them. Yeah. I know exactly what scene you're talking yep, about. But so how hard is it? You mentioned like regrouping into your original position. And I was just wondering, like, in general, especially on the hayride, how hard is it to jump out, do your scare, and then run back into position, and then re-scare the next group that's coming through? And, you know, I saw interviews, too, um, where, Jim, you were talking about the fact that you and your brother would be running through different phases <laughs> yeah. in order to, when this first started. So, again, how was it, how was it in the beginning trying to regroup and scare the next, the next group with 100%? And how is it now with, you know, jumping, jumping out with the first group that comes through, regrouping quick, and then jumping out again? Yeah, so, um, yeah, at the very beginning, there was only one wagon, and we had, you know, there wasn't a ton of people involved. So, you know, I would do, I would do skits one, three, and five, and you know, my brother Gene would do skits like two, four, and six, or whatever it was. You know, so we would be like, we'd be running through the corner, and we were, you know, I was like 20 years old, so I, I could actually <laughs> – sprint around all night and want to be tired so um you know throw on a different mask and it was just it was so basic and all it consisted of was whatever I was wearing that day and then I would have different masks so I mean it was I mean it was embarrassing the <laughs> level of costuming back in the day uh so um you know that was one thing but now you know each attraction is very different you know in, in that regard as far as 
um, resetting for the next group. And, you know, each one comes with its own challenges and, um, you know, needs. So on the hayride in particular, probably a little easier to reset because, you know, the wagons are coming through every two minutes and 20 seconds. And, and, you know, that, and then they might be in your scene for a minute, but you still have that minute and a half to reset. Um, but the challenge with it is that just because the wagon leaves your scene, you have to understand that everyone's still lo looking at you. So you can't just turn around, walk back to your scene, talk to your other actors like, oh, did you see that dude in the back? Like, blah, 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 like or whatever. Like, you know, like, because they're watching you. So you have to like, you have to just kind of disappear, you know, into the into the abyss, you know, and then go and get reset. So there's no there's no real way to do that. There's no way way to hide other than just kind of like walking backwards and staying in character that whole time until you are out of sight or until the wagon's out of sight. So in the buildings, the challenge is that there are often nights where there is no break. Groups will catch up to other groups. Um, if it's a busy night, you know, it's just, you know, sometimes almost a solid line going through the buildings and they kind of bunch up. So the challenge there is to get your scare and, you know, we use a little term, get your scare and get out of there. Uh, so you get your scare and you retreat to your hiding spot. And we've designed rooms that have actor hiding spots where customers can't see or can't be. So the actor needs to get their scare in the room, you know, do their thing. Don't wear out their welcome, retreat, then wait, then, re, you know, wait and reset and then jump out and get their scare. Um, and the other challenge with, with the buildings is that, you want to make sure that you're not always like every actor in the building isn't always jumping out at the very beginning of the group, because then, you know, you have the people in the middle or the end of the group. Like, you know, I, all I did was I watched the actor scare the first person in the group all night long. And that wasn't fun for me. So that's, that's a management thing where the, you know, the manager makes sure um, that his team is doing the right, right thing that way. So there's definitely an art to it. And, you know, it's just not, uh, you know, just jump out and scare the group. You know, there's, there's timing, um, you want to come at the right time, like somebody's distracted. That's when you want to jump out and attack, uh, you know, that that's going to get your, it's going to be your best scare opportunity. And, um, you know, that sort of thing. And, um, you know, you were, we were talking about scares. Like one of my, one of my favorite scares is just like so simple is in the den. There's this like, uh, kind of closet of, you know, um, jackets and whatnot that <laughs> it's on pneumatic cylinder. So like the wall, like, you know, constricts while you're in there. It just pinches you. Well, like if you're just if you're down low and you grab somebody's ankle when that's happening, oh my gosh! I mean, <laughs> it's like people just—I mean, you get kicked and things like that, but um, which is kind of fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, they just like skits out and they're kind of stuck in there. So it's just like I don't. It's one of the best scares. It's so simple, but it's like so yeah. creepy. I mean, it gets—I don't care who you are. Like you know, you can be like the toughest hardest person to scare and it's it's like creepy when because you're not expecting it you're like everything's touching you up here and then all of a sudden touch, something touches around your ankle and it's i don't I'm, i might have given that away now but <laughs> have you guys ever had someone that you went to scare and because you know some people's reactions is like fight or flight i'll say <laughs> where when you go to scare them they might push you know throw a punch has anything like that ever happened uh, no never <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely happened i mean it doesn't happen super often 
Um, but I mean, there are some people that, you know, they have their hidden hands out already and you may not see it. Sometimes I try to look for, you know, like where hands are in general to like make sure that I can like block it if I think that they might be a hitter. Um, but it definitely has happened before, like um, sometimes by an accident, typically by accident. Um, but, you know, every now and again, you might get, you know, the one two punch. Yeah, you know, that, it definitely happens. And it's stuff that we go through in our actor training. You know, if you're going to get you're going to get into somebody's face, you know, always be aware, always be aware, expect it. And if you don't want to that risk then, you know, scare from more of a distance um, because it, it's, it's definitely real. And, and you're right. People, it's fight, it's flight, and it's really freeze. You know, people will just, they'll just like, like clam up and just freeze. And, you know, like they don't know what to do. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely something we go, we go through in our actor training. And, um, and there's, you know, people that will just kind of swat at you because that's their natural reaction. And, you know, that's in our, in our world acceptable to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, if it's intentionally, you know, directed to harm somebody, you know, now we have a different situation. And, um, you know, over the past five years, we've installed hundreds of security cameras and we have monitors everywhere that people are monitoring. So, um, you know, our level of security has just like, risen to like a, a a really high level um and we're able to address these things so we have constables on site security officers on site some undercover so it's you know it's 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 rare that we we have these major incidences um you know and and when we do we're able to just like re really quickly address it you know sometimes people get arrested you know it, it's just different things. So, um, you know, we've taken a lot of proactive actions to, to, uh, you know, try to thwart it and, uh, you know, make it minimize it as much as possible. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure you guys have seen me running away on those cameras. <laughs> You've definitely seen me running away. Uh, we've seen all kinds of things on the cameras and something. <laughs> I could imagine. Them, yeah. But, uh, um, especially in the crawl space in the oh, den of darkness. Some cu couples that uh, are very affectionate. Let's put it that way. Wow! Wow! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess you'll see all those sorts of things. Yeah. All, all in a day's work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All, yeah. So we we sort of talked about that initial reaction of the scare, um, but I was wondering, and I honestly didn't know. I honestly was very curious about your guys' thoughts on this. But do you think that? you know, as the years have gone on, people have gotten like desensitized. Like, has that gotten harder to scare people with all, you know, new horror movies coming out with, you know, a bunch of um, haunted houses and that kind of stuff coming out? Or do you think that, you know, scare is scare and that's always been a constant? Or do you think, you know, it's been harder to scare people with, you know, all the different media out there? Uh, I'll, I'll give you my answer, then I'll let Kylie give you her take on it. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I think personally that it hasn't changed a whole lot. I think the landscape has changed with, uh, with the horror movies and that sort of thing. But the difference with field of screams and really any haunted attraction is that you are living the experience. So you are, you're not watching the movie. Yes. There's more gore. There's more that there's more this, I would say it may be harder to impress somebody um and we're always you know 
raising our level and, you know, upping our game from a scenic standpoint, from a special effects standpoint, uh, from a scare standpoint. Um, so that's definitely changed. Like when we first started in 1993, I mean, it was super easy. And yes, it might have been easier to scare people in the in the long run. So, um, you know, I'm kind of talking out both sides of my mouth. But but realistically, I think it's not m that much harder to scare somebody because you are living the experience. You're live. You are in it. And people are, when they come to Field of Screams or any haunted attraction, they are, they're not coming like not wanting to get scared. They, they're coming wanting to get scared. So you've kind of, you kind of open yourself up as a customer because you, you want to be scared. You're not trying to, you know, come through and be like, you know what, my goal is to not be scared at all. Like you want to be scared. So you're like, you're kind of like, you kind of let yourself open to being scared. So that's kind of my psychological analysis of the whole question <laughs> <laughs> so I would say yes and no um so things that i might have done to scare someone you know a few years ago probably aren't going to work now i've noticed with you know going through customers in general um so i've obviously had to change you know certain tactics that i use when i'm scaring um but there's also going to be people that you just like that just aren't scared you know, in general. So maybe you're not always scaring every single person, but you can at least entertain that person in some sort of way. Yeah, that's really, that's very true. You know, like you can come through field screams and, and, and maybe not be scared very much, you know, once or twice or, or not at all because you just don't scare easy, but you're definitely going to be entertained. You're going to be impressed. You're going to be wowed by the special effects. You're going to have fun watching like other people squirm around to be scared. So either way, you're you're gonna get a uh, an entertaining night. Yeah, and I think Field of Screams does it just right. You know, they you guys know exactly how to scare someone just in like the right way, which I've always loved, and that's the reason why I've always gone back. But you know, I know there's other you know in the industry of you know haunted houses and that kind of stuff. I know there is certain companies out there that you know really try to push that level, and you know, borderline it's like torture. <laughs> um, you know, to the point where you're signing waivers and stuff. So. I just wanted your thoughts on like what exactly is too far for you guys like what is that point where you are willing to okay yeah we're willing to go that level to scare somebody but once we hit a certain point you know maybe we shouldn't do that do you guys have that level or you know i wanted to get your thoughts on that yeah so you know I, for for us and for field of screams our goal field of screams is an entertainment venue you know it's a haunted entertainment venue and we want to appeal to the masses you know we, we don't want to appeal to the hardcore <laughs> horror fan that needs you know needs us to draw blood for them to actually get scared you know so yeah. um that's not our goal you know and it's never been our goal um you know the same people that are going to go watch a movie and not even a horror movie they're going to go just watch a comedy or the same people that are going to come to field screens um and if you if you come to field screens on any night and you look around you know, it's not everyone wearing black. It's not like, you know, a bunch of like, you know, freaky, weird people. It's it's, <laughs> it's it's normal, you know, young adults, adults, kids that are just, uh, you know, coming for a night out, a night of entertainment, a night of live interactive entertainment. Um, so that's our that's our goal. And there and yes, there are those people that want that extreme encounter. And that's why I think, man, it, years maybe six years ago now 
We added one season, one night at the end of our season. It's called Extreme Blackout, where um, if you want that experience, if you want to be tortured, if you want to take it to the next level, um, you sign up for that night. You sign our waiver. It's very interactive. It's very personal. Um, you know, we will isolate you. We will torture you personally. We will do things. All that, you know, we 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 up the ante um, and raise it up a notch. But that is only for the select few, and we only do it that one night because it's it's not really what everybody wants. They they just they want to have fun. They they don't want to be, you know, tortured beyond like you know like a normal level. <laughs> Yeah, and I know because I wanted to bring Christian last year, and he saw a bunch of videos online of different companies where it was that torture of people walking through it, and he was like, "If that's what it is, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going." And I'm like, "No, feel the screams. It is for a wide variety of an audience, and you're gonna love it." And you know, I feel like yeah. he did. What really scared me about feel the screams is that it was every. I, I was at the ATM, right, just, just taking a <laughs> so I could throw a baseball at a bottle. And oh. I turn around and there's a clown just staring. <laughs> it's, it's just yeah. like, like, yeah, it's, it's not only in the attractions. There, there are actors walking around, you know, when you're trying to buy something to eat. I so also, like, I got to give a shout out to those, the guys who are on the stilts all night. That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. We have some amazing, amazing actors. And, and you're right. You know, you're, you're not really safe anywhere on the property. Um, <laughs> and that's fair. You know, like you are coming to a haunted attraction. So, um, you know, you should be like on edge a little bit at all times. You never know when you're going to get attacked. I mean, even in the parking lot, there may be somebody hiding in your back seat. So, um, you know, just be careful at all times. Yeah, there was there was one point where I was walking, and I just felt someone holding my hand, and I thought it was a group behind us. I was like, okay, someone must be scared. <laughs> and I turn around, it's just a little girl just staring at me. I, <laughs> back, so there was nothing I could do. Yeah. And that's but, great, you know, and we talked about the different scares and the different scare tactics and what scares other people, you know, and that's just a, that's a great, you know, point that you make, like what, you know, may scare, you know, Christian or what may scare you, like, it's like, it's different things, you know, and, and yeah, when you turn around, there's a, you, you know, you think you're holding your girlfriend's hand, but you're this, this little girl actor passed, you know, your girlfriend's hand off with hers and now it's her <laughs> holding your hand and you turn around and. I mean, yeah, it's like, it's like, hold on, this hand doesn't feel like my normal girlfriend's hand. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, right. So that's that's what makes it so fun. So as you know, a lot of things scare me. You guys can tell by now. But is there anything that just scares you guys? <laughs> so my uh, my standard joke is rain on a Saturday night in October. That scares me because. I mean, <laughs> No one's coming to feel the screams. Um, <laughs> no, you know, I am, I am, you know, it's, it's like, it's kind of sad in a way because I go through haunted attractions when I can, like in the off season or like a night where you happen to not be open, which it's very hard. Like that doesn't seem to happen much, but I go through a haunted attraction and I'm just looking around like, that's cool how they decorated that or like, oh, that actor should be coming out from there. Um, where are they? You know, or whatever. Like, and so. <laughs> Not much scares me, but a good startle scare will scare me. Um, and also, like, if there has to be like an like snakes, like I, I'm not really into snakes, you know, yeah, or even like dogs, like 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 vicious dogs that are just like you know like snarling and like barking and like kind of lunging at you. Um, that, that that scares me. <laughs> Those are common ones. Those are common ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, Really, the only things that scare me um, would be like a typical jump scare, 
Like, you know, especially if someone has it timed out so perfectly, that'll definitely get me anything super loud. Um, and then you're probably not going to see this in a haunt, but drowning scares me. Just the thought of drowning. So, yeah. like, if I were to ever cool. have to be like waterboarded, I would. We just, actually like... talked. We talked about like doing a skit like that. Like, we were trying <laughs> to figure out how can we simulate like the wagon drowning, and we just haven't really come up with it yet. But, um, but yeah, that would be scary. Yeah. Now I will say, now she mentions this, <laughs> I did get a pretty good scare on her in the office <laughs> the other day because Tyler's full time. <laughs> she works year round for us, and uh, you know. <laughs> It was, I forget exactly what happened, but you were, I think you were coming in the front door and I popped, I like popped out from like the kitchen and I was like, ah, I just made a loud noise and her immediate reaction. I guess I can, I, I won't say the real word, but her immediate reaction was F you. <laughs> it, it, blurted, it blurted out of her mouth, like as quick as like before she even screamed, that was her way of screaming. It was the, the F saying F you to me. Like, and I felt my, my soul was filled after I had it. so yes yeah, loud startled scares do get her yeah so just wrapping it up a little bit so what do you guys love most about your job what do you what really brings you to the point where you wake up every day and you just say I love working at Field of Screams um you want me to start sure. okay I'll start and you know for me it's a, you know, it's different for me, I think, because, you know, my brother and I created this from the, from nothing, you know, from the dirt out in the cornfield, you know, on our farm here. So, you know, for me, it's, it's a sense of, I don't know, pride or accomplishment to, you know, see what we've created and what we've built. And, you know, it's, and it's not, and it's not just us, you know, it's, it's, it's this entire team of people that have, you know, come along for 30 years that have helped create this. Um, but just to see that and then opening day every year is one of the most rewarding times because, you know, it's like, you know, you've spent all year getting to this point, making these changes. And now people like it's humbling because, you know, people show up and, you know, tons of people show up and it's like, they all want to see it. They all want to experience it. And it's just, it's a really cool feeling. And you look around and you see, you know, you come down to this effects building and all the actors are here and they're all pumped up. And, you know, you just look around and, and you know, we have our full-time staff that, you know, dedicated their their year and a lot of them, their lives to like Field of Screams and they got Field of Screams tattoos, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, it's just, it's really cool to be a part of this like family of people that love to do this. And then we get to share that with the world really um, you know, because people come from all over the place to experience Field of Screams, and it's just, um, it's 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 humbling, it's honoring, and it's it's just it's cool. So it's it's an it's an amazing job. I used to teach math at a high school, and this is way better. <laughs> yeah, I can yeah, this sounds like a better time. So that's my. Um, for reward. me. I absolutely love everyone that I work with every single day. I mean, I've been full-time here since 2019 but I've been at Field of Screams since like I said I think 2013 so it really has just become like a really big family for me um, and I love just being able to have such a great creative outlet I can you know really bring my ideas to life and I can do it you know so perfectly and to the point where you know 
it's not like an off brand of what I was thinking. I can actually make exactly what I wanted to do for, you know, like a certain skit or a certain makeup look. And it's, it's great. That's awesome. That's awesome. I got, I got a question. This is, this is a very random question. Um, <laughs> but I'm just, it's, I like to ask random questions. So what are you guys picking to win a fight? A vampire or a werewolf? <laughs> a vampire Final or question, a but it's the most important it's, question. It's an important question. This okay. is funny. We've been we've been doing these things in the office every morning. Kylie got this like calendar. It's like the what if calendar each day. It's it's a would or, you rather. Would you calendar. rather? Yeah. Okay. okay. So now every morning we start our morning and we have to do the would you rather question, um, and we all sit down and we all think of it. So this is very on brand for what we've been doing. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's vampire or werewolf. Who's going to win yeah. in a fight? Mm-hmm. And so whenever these questions come up, we always are like. Okay, is the fight? Is it just hands? Or is there weapons? Right. Uh, is it dark? Is it, is it a full moon? It's a full moon. <laughs> it's a full moon. It's a full moon. Yeah. It's a full moon. Yeah. Yeah. Full moon. Do you want to set the stage a little bit? Yeah, it's yeah. a full moon on a Saturday evening, mm-hmm. and you know, open field. Neither of them have any weapons or anything, but you know, full on werewolf, full on vampire. Who's won it? Does the vampire have a cape? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He's got a cape. Yeah, definitely. Um, are there any crosses around? There's three. Three crosses. But but it's in the field, so they're not on you. Okay. Uh, If you you find the cross, oh, here's here's a cross. I can use this. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, I'm going, um, I'm going to say werewolf. I'm going to say werewolf because, uh, you know, I think the werewolf physically, now I just watched like the Wednesday series too, so like, you know, the werewolf pretty much dominated there. Um, so, or whatever that thing was. I guess it wasn't really a werewolf, but I don't know. The creature? Yeah, whatever that creature was. Um, so, no, I'm going werewolf. I just think, like, werewolf can is just, like, on another level of, like, physical domination. Yeah, I would I would have to agree with werewolf because, you know, they, they can also get on all fours and run around like a little dog, okay? They're probably a lot quicker, but you also have to think, you know, the, the vampire can turn into a bat and then all of a sudden mm. he's in the sky. Ooh, so you also have to take that into account. I still think that the werewolf would win. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. I've always I'm, been a supporter of the werewolf. I'm seeing so, werewolf as yeah. well. So I'm, I'm definitely I didn't think of the bat. I didn't think right. of the bat. That was uh, good. <laughs> That right, bat one, that fly is away, and then you have to wait another thousand years. Yeah, but they have to fight. They have to stay in fight, though. I think okay. oh, that's well, illegal. Well, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just retreat. Yeah. It's... So ours, ours wasn't haunt related, but it was. Would you rather? Oh. <laughs> would you rather be a? No, would, uh, today's was. Would you? Oh, no, you yesterday. Yesterday's, okay. today's wasn't any good. It was. Would you rather wear an itchy sweater or wear unmatching sneakers? But or something like that. Yesterday's was: Would you rather be on a desert island with your celebrity crush, or would you rather live in a mansion with your ex? <laughs> I mean, the easy answer that you immediately think of is the desert island with your celebrity crush. But if you think about it, there's not going to be much to do on the deserted island. And the mansion, if it's a big enough mansion, how often are you going to hey, see Rex? Here's yeah. the thing. With the mansion, there's only one There's only one breakfast area, okay? So, like, the cook, the cook only cooks you breakfast at a certain time. So you're both going to be there for any sort of, like, dining experience if you want to eat, okay? 
So and you have to see them for when you're eating. How many bathrooms they, are there? How many what? Bathrooms. This bathrooms. is an um, What's a mansion? So there are multiple bathrooms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, don't, you don't have to share. Yeah. What what items do we have on the deserted island? You enough to survive. Yeah. I mean, you have the you have amenities, you know, but you, there's no other people. Like yeah. it's just you. It's just you two. But you have you do have plumbing. You have electric. Um, I forget if you have a phone. No, I don't phones. think you have a phone. Yeah, no, no phones. phones. Okay. No. Who said anything about plumbing? You're just making oh. stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know about everybody, no but I, I'm gonna go mansion with the ex. I need a bed to sleep in at night. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go mansion with the ex. See, I'm going deserted island. I'm switching wow. it up. Switching I'm, it yeah, up. I'm switching yeah. it up. I think I think a deserted island would be cool. I'm it's cool it. until it's not. Nice. Okay, but now, <laughs> now, cool here's, now here's my question: Who's your celebrity crush? <laughs> Oh wow! Um, celebrity yeah, because now you have to. Now who is this? Now, now you're throwing me on the spot. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, right now, Dua Lipa. Do you guys know Dua Lipa? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Dua Lipa's All great. Right. Good pick. Right. That is a good pick. That's a good pick. <laughs> and then who's your ex? I was expecting that. I chose. I chose mansion. I chose mansion. You chose mansion. I chose too? mansion. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was mine. I chose the island. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So we split the room. Yeah, we split the room. The room. Yeah, it's, that's a good. That's a tough one. Maybe, tough one. maybe we'll have to do a podcast one day where we just ask these questions back. <laughs> yeah, we just go back, <laughs> yeah. back and forth. Yeah, nothing right. about actual field description. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So in wrapping up. Where can everybody, you know, find you? Where can they purchase tickets for Field of Screams? You know, how do they find you guys? Fieldofscreams.com. That's uh, that's the easiest route. Um, yeah, go to our website. You can buy tickets there, uh, you know, for any of the off-season events. Um, we'll be updating things as our, our main season gets closer. Uh, but we run from, you know, basically the beginning of September till mid-November. Uh, so, yeah, check out our website, fieldofscreams.com, our Facebook page. Uh, field of screams and um find out all the info there that's awesome and so, anybody who has instagram who's following the breezy bird podcast on instagram yeah. make sure to follow them on instagram too because i just saw they have a promo code going on right now they have them. a promo know. code there we yeah. go we do. Yeah. we do yeah till um you know through the like january 29th you can get ten dollars off our uh valentine's day event which is a pretty huge discount um so that ends that ends soon sounds good everyone Everyone get the promo code. You got to do it. You got to do it. If you're not hooked on Field of Screams yet, you got to be. Yeah. You got to be. It's a great experience. And even if it's not on Halloween, it's a year It's a year long experience. We're going to have to go on Valentine's Day. We got to. We're going to. We got to. We got to. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank <laughs> you, Jim and Kylie, for both being on the podcast. We are very, very appreciative. And to all of our well, listeners, we will see you guys next week. Thanks, guys. Great being on the show. Thank, thank you. Thank you, guys.